In three words, I can sum up everything I've learned about life. It goes on. Robert Frost. Bending, not breaking. Season 6, episode 11. The Ultimatum. Back to another episode of Bending Not Breaking. I'm Sunshine. And I'm Ben. And we are here to talk about The Ultimatum. The Ultimatum. Book three. Not a big fan of Ultimatums. I don't like them either. I love this episode. Great episode. You're right. I agree. Um, but uh, yeah, Ultimatums. That's a great way to push me out of a relationship. Yeah, not a fan. If The yeah. Ultimatum is you or something, I don't care if that something is something as simple as like lobster rolls. I'm picking lobster rolls. On <laughs> Just out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, my, man. That's where I land on Ultimatums. Anyways, we're here talk about Legend of Korra, but we've got a special guest joining us today. Yes, we do. Ben, who do we have? Friends, I am so excited to bring you all an encore performance from Trevor Warren. Trevor is a seminarian. He is in seminary, and he is looking to become a minister in some way, shape, or form, looking into do ministry work and is feeling called to join us today on this podcast to discuss not just a random lens, but the lens of life. Trevor, how are you doing today? Man, I, I'm just so happy that you decided to let me back. I mean, that's like the first time everyone, <laughs> anyone has ever done that. So, wow. Uh, thank you. I'm just flabbergasted. I'm, I'm, thank, I'm, I'm honored, honestly, <laughs> to say the least. Well, we are honored also. Yeah, for those of you who may not remember Trevor's voice, Trevor was on our, a few of our Dragon Prince episodes, so I invite you back to listen to some of those if you want to get to know Trevor more. I feel like we've had some Dragon Prince news as of recently. There's been a lot coming out for the Dragon Prince. It's very exciting. Season 4 is on its way. <laughs> is, that, is the mystery of Erebos different than Season 4, or is that Season 4? So I, my understanding is that the mystery of Erevos is the next segment arc, right? So the first three seasons were an arc that I don't know that we had a, a title for. But House the next, of the Dragon. No, wrong, wrong show. What? But this arc, I think, in season four is a part of it. That is my understanding. I might be completely wrong, but who knows? We'll find out. Similar season to four. book one and book two, book three of like Korra and Atla are separate arcs of the same overall story is that what i'm hearing uh no no that's not the same but in a way it is the same. let's talk cora okay, shall we yeah let's <laughs> jump you. into it I, okay great trevor you uh you picked the very specific lens of life and so we're gonna we're gonna solve it today. We're gonna solve life. We're gonna solve life. <laughs> Man, I'm glad someone can. I, I've been working on it for a couple of years, you know, in seminary, but I have yet to see a light at the end of the tunnel. So I'm I'm glad to be around some actual people that might know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know if that's the case, but there's three heads are better than one, and maybe we'll we'll tackle it through. And so, um, what what is what is life? What is the definition of life? Why why life? Uh, and and what how what part uh just uh what do you when you think of that lens today and, and the way that you're looking through this episode uh, what comes to mind well you know in a sense when i was like th 
thinking about it, it there's a sense in, in in which life is is all that we know. It's kind of everything that we know. Like it may not make like everything, but it's all that we know. You know, uh, and 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 also what we know about it is it's also valuable. Um, we are here. We are alive. Um, we're with others who are alive. Uh, we're with uh, people who uh, and and also creatures, uh, not just you know a singular uh, uh, species, but a, an ecosystem of life. Uh, and so like when we talk about life, it, it's it's very like human centric, uh, but but it's also it, it encompasses everything we talk about. Um, and, and I think the important thing, especially to understand that we what what we think about life is that it's a precious thing um, and it's a fleeting thing and therefore it should be like protected and uh, uh, kind of uh, nurtured uh, and, and nourished. Uh, to grow and to be full. Uh, that's what we think of when we think of life, because that's life's kind of inherent desire. Um, and so I, 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 you know, don't want to get into the episode or anything, but I just, you know, that theme in this episode, just you know, really uh, uh, resonated with me uh, uh, through that lens. It's fascinating, like to think about how vast of a concept it is and it's the the i thought about several things right like what is i think we could go with a scientific definition we could go with there are various cultural definitions of life there are various spiritual definitions of life and i i think that to to narrow life so to speak down into any one of those definitions fails to imagine the wholeness of the experience of what life is which is really like a hard concept to grapple with because we really, as a human species, love to get that narrowed down to where we know exactly so we can put it mm. in a box and, and label it and feel comfortable about it. We right. love feeling comfortable. <laughs> we do. I think we do love Except feeling imagine comfortable. how much discomfort we're willing to put other people in to make ourselves comfortable. <laughs> mm. This is true. But yeah, I, again, just going back to these, like the definitions for me is thinking about like, okay, for things with bodies it's like okay are you are you breathing okay are you alive then well if you're if you're breathing then you're alive but what about brain death when your body is still living but your mind isn't mm. or what about all of these various things that that distinguish life from what is not life and so and is that death is death really the opposite of life who knows um fascinating to think about and then there's like this there's, there's, there's the spiritual definition right where it's this there's a lot of religions and spiritualities and beliefs that believe that that assume or presume that life continues post-death right and so i don't know trevor i'm just i'm there's a lot here that you've invited us to consider and i'm i'm interested to take it on it'll be an interesting conversation this episode's gonna get real weird <laughs> We got we got so many directions we can go, and I love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Um, but before we jump into the episode, Ben, Ben, you've got something you have to do. It's a part of life's world that we're in, you know. Yep, you've got thirty seconds on the clock to recap this episode. On your mark, get set, 
go. Ba Sing Se is in chaos. Mako and Balin commandeer an airship and save their family. And then they track Korra into the Misty Palms and this delivers Zaheer's message. And then, you know, they hear head to Zalfu. And they, they're like, oh my god, Zalfu, metal bending city. And they're like, we're going to connect with Tenzin. And Halfway like, there. doesn't get to Tenzin. But then Korra does find Iroh. And then they're like, god, look, Zuko, they're connecting over Aang. And then Zaheer has arrived at the air temple and it's really bad. And then air peeps are captured. And then Tenzin goes wild with Kaya and Boomy. And Three, Kaya heroes two, the air peeps to the one. stables and Kaya Zero. and Boomy almost die. It's always, you always get lucky when you have a fight scene that you get to jump a part of there. So, oh, all right. Well, let's jump straight into it. Let's just go ahead. Trevor, when you think life and you think this episode, what are you thinking? Hey, Trevor, are you able to hear me? Yes. Oh, hey. Sorry. Uh, there might have been a little cut there, but uh, we'll jump straight in, and, and our dog barked a little bit. So we'll oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, it was now. just very silent. I heard, like, sniffing, and that's all. <laughs> all right, uh, and we'll start uh, We'll start straight with you. Uh, I'll ask the question, kind of the prompt again. And so, all right, when we think about life, Trevor, when you pick – this lens in this episode, what's one of the first things you want to talk about? I don't know. You know, like, I guess for me, the most interesting thing is like what's most relevant for us as, as people, you know, like we can spend all day talking about like the biological complexities of life. We could spend the day, day talking about like, what is the philosophical implications uh, or origins of life? But like, ultimately when we get down to it, it's like, what is going to, be in my day-to-day what's going to be in my direct experience and and for me like this this idea of uh us seeing life as valuable um and and seeing that as like a a a lens to be living life our own lives through um is ultimately a way of making sure that life is able to flourish um and so for me like that's the starting point you know we can talk about all the speculative reasons for for why life is and or you know uh and 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 why it continues to grow and and flourish uh and why it desires to but uh ultimately it's you know we should be working to preserve life and to uh maximize life um uh regardless of if we're able to explain it you know or not um, even whenever we're unable to make rational sense of it, being able to recognize that, you know, life is there and it's precious. Um, and I'm ready to live my life as if it has value. Yeah, th- this is interesting. And in, I'm hearing a few claims. One, I'm hearing life is precious and therefore we need to protect it and with what we have it is fleeting and therefore it is even more valuable because it's not going to last very long so hearing that there's this this um expectation of that the thing in the episode this reminds me of is is really going straight to zahir right let's go to the big big question here of holding others hostage when in order to accomplish a goal and and it's interesting here because the goal is to make life better, mm. right? Zaheer believes that by, you know, taking other people's mm. lives, that it will be for the greater good of everyone else's. And that's a big ethical question. So I'm, I'm curious what, 
I either you, Sunshine, or Trevor. What what's what are your what's your response here? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. I mean, because because when we think about like uh, we can objectively say that the Earth Queen was causing harm. Yes. To lots of people. Yes. Uh, she had a massive circle of influence, and so you could make the argument that with her no longer being around, that life for those people is going to be a whole lot better. Although the Earth, Bossing Say is in like some turmoil right now. So I mean, yeah, you have people who are grabbing, you know, riches and things that uh, the whole city's burning to the ground. Yeah. Well. Short-term versus long-term wins. I don't know. That's why I said I don't know. Oh, but 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 even within um, that, when the city's burning, you see those moments with like Bo Lin um, and Mako going back to get their family and, you know, the grandmother wanting to stay because that's how she grew them in. You know, like that's, that's everything they've ever owned. Every, you know, physical thing that was theirs is there. And Bo Lin was like, Grandma, like we're being together is what, you know, is important. Like our life, you know, is what important is important. Um, not just that we are alive, but like together, like we have like hope for growing life, you know? And, and, and so I think like, that's, I found that so interesting because like in the midst of all this chaos, it brings, you know, us to this, this family, you know, who is having their own kind of uh, re imagining what's important and what's valuable. That's interesting way to reframe that too, because that's not what Bolin says. He's not saying us being alive is better. Mm -hmm. That's not what he like. He didn't say it that way. He says like home is where mm -hmm. we are, right? And I, it's interesting because if you reframe that in terms of like, how do you frame that in terms of using life in that expectation, mm -hmm. right? We are better off when we are living, and but it's also we are better off when we have a future mm -hmm. together. And in a way, I wonder if life is also this projection of our future, right? Mm -hmm. If this 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 thing, this potential that you mentioned the word flourishing, this flourishing that we want to achieve for one another is a part of what life is, just as much as this present moment. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering if that's true. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it, 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 I don't know if for some reason my mind's going here. I just recently, and I hate to like transition to a whole nother like like series but like the sandman series that just came out oh uh, the sandman. i knew All nothing about things. it and watching it it was oh so good like that that man was made for that role <laughs> um he was brought into this world to play the sandman anyway but like you know there was this emphasis on like the human ability to dream and imagine things um and to like imagine like lives that are beyond you know where we are now and like but like lives that are uh uh building upon you know the lives that we're living and experiencing in in the present time um and be able to imagine uh, uh flourishing lives and be able to dream you know us being whole uh and how through that being able to dream and that ability to imagine that's ultimately how why you know they're able to flourish you know and that's kind of like the this is a subtle theme and so i just i don't know that, that that's kind of what made me uh i guess that's kind of what i think of you know in terms of like why you know when we talk about we're alive especially in like the church being made in the image of god a lot of people talk about 
the connection to it being um, imagination and like our ability to imagine another life, being able to imagine something, uh, you know, going forward. Um, I don't want to say like necessarily more just because, you know, I don't want to diminish the value of creation now, but like creation is constantly growing and flourishing, you know, and that's like, it demonstrates that in nature. It demonstrates that in our individual experience. We know that life is constantly, you know, flourishing. Um, and that is really due, I think, um, at least a great deal to our ability to like conceptualize a future, you know, and imagine a future where life is flourishing. And I think a lot of spiritual traditions kind of like tap into that, uh, of what makes us human, what makes us alive, what's that divine spark in us. It's that ability to imagine. Yeah. I'm super curious about this because there was a moment that I wrote down where I was like uh, I was questioning the imagination of one of the characters and one so talking about Mako's grandmother there's a moment in this episode there are several moments in this episode that I question her judgment but uh, there's a moment in this episode specifically She's where just a product of her time Ben <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yes and <laughs> I, I think that is what shows. And I think our imagination sometimes gets locked into what we assume Mm. to be true of other Mm -hmm. people. Right. And so if my imagination of the world is limited to only what I can conceive of what other people would do, and it's not open to to difference, it's not open to change, then we're going to make assumptions about other people that are, Mm. that can be harmful. For instance, right when she goes into asami and assumes that she's the avatar you're such a beautiful avatar mm. you're so beautiful and then immediately talks to Corin. you're very muscly for a <laughs> woman <laughs> and then immediately after that it's like hey mako why aren't you dating one of these two and not only is it awkward because they did but also it's like we're we're failing to assume that there are other potential options for these three people and it's just really interesting to me. I'm, I'm curious, Sunshine. I'm, I'm curious, particular about your response to that. Just I'm curious about the imagination portion. There. Well, it's interesting to me because I think uh, well, something I see here is if I've grown a home and I have supported my family in this home, and I am acting under the assumption that the only reason that this family is happy is because they have this space to join together that I have provided, then. Yeah, I don't want to leave that space either, right? Like yeah. that's I want to be there because I think that that's what's contributing to this. And then to hear someone say like family's where we are, grandma, and her be like, <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's it's here. It's in this house. Um, and I even mentioned during the episode, every time I watch this and see her grab the picture of the queen, mm. yeah, I go, man, when you are stuck in your ways and and finding comfort and you feel safe in that comfort you want to hold on to that with everything. She's grabbing a picture of, of someone who has literally caused so much harm to her and, and others in her community. Yeah. But for whatever reason, that's a form of comfort to her. Um, and that's giving her life. And I'm, and I'm awestruck. I'm just like, I, why? <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's hard to understand, but I kind of like as much as yeah, Bolin can drive us a little bit off the wall this season. I, uh, the fact that they're like, the house is burning and we're not arguing about this anymore. And he like picks her up. I'm like, I'm typically not. That's typically not my move when we're talking to people and encouraging them to do the right mm-hmm. thing. And then sometimes you're like, this is unsafe. Yeah. And There's you're not literal making, smoke and you're, you are making coming through the door. Situation, and so we're going to move out of this. We're going to have this conversation on an airship. 
and we'll build you a new home. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like, but um, but it's when you think about if again if if we're thinking about the places that are like, I think this place contributes to the lifeblood of my family. I can imagine why it would be so incredibly difficult to leave mm. that. I say that as a never been a homeowner. Um, and so I'm like, get out of the house, mm. <laughs> <laughs> get out. Like, um, and so maybe I would feel differently in 70 years or in, you know, 50 years after I've raised a family or had a home for so long and it's been my home right now. Yeah. I'm in a place of like, I'm constantly moving once a year when rents do. So, um, when rent gets higher. So I don't have a lot of roots planted. <laughs> well, and again, it, it comes down to that imagination, the imagination, right? If I can imagine myself being happy outside of this place, I am more likely to leave, right? If I can imagine yeah. myself feeling safe outside of this, if I can imagine a world that is better, different, then I'm going to be more likely to go after it. Correct. And so I, I think sometimes when we limit ourselves by saying, no, this is the only option, then is that really living? And I guess that's, that's an interesting question to pose, mm -hmm. right? I'm, ugh, that's big. That's a big question to pose <laughs> also. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, what's another moment of life in this episode that somebody wants to lift up? Yeah. I think for me, uh, one is just the decision of, um, oh, I, this person who has tried to kill me before wants me to trade my life over for the lives of 30 people and, and an entire uh, air nation. So Cora making this decision. That's so tough. Yeah. Because to be fair, it would take, a, it would take a, a lot of pride to sit there and say, no, my life's worth more than 30 other people's lives. But also, she's mm -hmm. the avatar. I hear you. <laughs> you know? But like that, like that's a tough thing to weigh. Yeah. Because I don't. I think if you're putting both on a scale, like I don't know where that would tip. You know what I mean? It's also interesting. Zuko's response was like, Aang would have felt this was really important, but also he knows how important the avatar is, and so Zuko was like super riding the fence here of being like both are important yeah and then she was like thanks for that really helpful advice you know i'm like i'm like watching i was yeah. like he literally <laughs> told you nothing <laughs> well in a way I, I, it's just so interesting like what what was she really yeah. seeking and i think oftentimes when we get put into between rock and hard place we start mm -hmm. pulling that's a sign for me that I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm living in some indecision. I might have the answer, but I don't like it. And so I'm mm -hmm. going to start polling other people to see if I get a different yeah. answer. And this is what's happening right yeah. now. <laughs> like, um, that's Well, yeah. And, it, and it's not like that, like one of the choices, like it wasn't like one of the choices is life. And then one of the choices is not life. You know, like if you either choose one and you're caring for yeah. life or you're choosing one and choose and doing it for another reason. Kind of like, you know, with like the, the pro-life and pro-choice debate, you know, as if like, you know, pro-life and then the other side, yeah. like what, like pro-death, like no one's pro like, you know, no one's pro-death, you know, it's, pro it's pro-choice, like, you know, you know what I mean? It's, it's that same kind of dynamic. Yeah. And, and I think for her, cause it's like, you know, it's not like, you know, with the avatar, if she's not the avatar uh, and this group is not only trying to, to, you know, kill the avatar, but for whatever reason she doesn't know yet, that's somehow gonna <laughs> succeed in like they're changing the comp the world order, you know, like the 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 yeah. the circumstances 
are extremely relevant to life, you know, and then it could potentially, you know, have a situation where like you have just like, you know, 30 people on one decision and the other decision, the whole created everything, you know, and so you know it's yeah. it's like what do you choose and i think part of the the problem with that it points to is the tension that's there and how's it goes like yeah yeah that that you're right <laughs> it's hard you know that that's that's those, those things, things are true. true you're right that it the, each one you know that it, it, i i feel so I, I think we're supposed to feel that tension i have a question uh i am curious if you all think that zahir would actually kill off all of the air nation i don't think he wants to i don't think he wants to either because I, I and i think back at the moment where they uh they threatened the um broadcast announcer in bossing say yep and he's like no 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 we're These supporting the we're, we're trying supporting to help him we're he, we're helping him yeah um and i wonder if he'd even kill tenzin because yes tenzin is kind of the 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 patriarch of the air nation right now but he's not a monarch, you know what I mean? And yeah. so I don't even know if he wants to do that. He might genuinely be like, "It, I, it is really a, is this just a it big really bluff? is a pleasure to meet an air, you know, an air master, an air nation master." Um, we still have to kill Korra. Like I yeah. think yeah. that's where like, I, <laughs> um, but am I giving him more grace than he deserves? Uh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> so I actually think um, he would kill them personally. I'm not sure. Um, I actually do really? uh, because he's like in this very letting go of of the world kind of mode you know what i mean oh, and like so in a sense i think he's we know what's happening next <laughs> you know and like and, and i feel like he's in this kind of spirit this airbending you know philosophy of like detach yourself think of the bigger you know picture and and like you know there there it, it, it's important lesson to learn but he takes it almost to like the extreme of like where nothing you know like nothing yeah. matters nothing material matters you know i am air when that <laughs> Well, and then, because what's the, what's, at a certain point, it's like, all right, so you're doing this because you think that there's an injustice towards a bunch of people, but you're willing to kill a bunch of people to solve that injustice, and you're just going to keep killing? Is a, that's mm -hmm. a, a little bit of a fish hook there of you coming back mm -hmm. around. <laughs> you go far enough one direction and start coming back around. Um, well, and I think that's what happens, right? When we have a, a, an ethical boundary that we cross, we are much more willing to cross it a second time. Mm -hmm. And so we lose that integrity. And I think part of this uh, cycle that Zaheer is in is exactly what you're saying, Trevor. I really think I'm compelled by your response. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. I try. Is, I try. <laughs> this inner, he's, he's losing all – he's no longer tethered to the world. He's no longer attached. That attachment is what allows him to be willing to do things like that. He's never had a really detachment. good life. Right? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, yeah. He's, yes. So yeah, I'm I'm compelled. You you've you've changed ah, excellent. my mind. I think I, I haven't even had an apologetics yeah. class. Look at that. <laughs> you know who's living their best life? Milo. Milo's living his oh, best Milo's... life. Bowen's not here right now. That entire conversation is just a pure moment of joy for me. <laughs> oh. And I love that Cora comes in and says, "This is your commanding officer. Go get your dad." He's like, "Yes, sir." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He knows yeah, what's that up. That moment you think, the mean. moment you realize, oh wow, this is serious. <laughs> it's also like such a child move to be like, I'm not going to listen to anything you say because until... he's a child. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like he's and he's in control. Like he's has he's got the power. And then you know, Cora is able to speak Milo and make some moves happen, which is I think super helpful. 
The other thing that I think is worth lifting up is is what does life mean when we think about Iroh? Mm. And and the, and the way that Iroh has been able to continue his legacy into the spirit world. He's currently having an impact on Korra, and so is that living? Is that life? Mm. I would say yes. I I don't know that I feel I can answer this question. <laughs> I can. It's yes. Um, uh, well, okay. Here, here's my initial response. Trevor, feel free to cut me off. I'm, I'm thinking that we need to have multiple definitions of what life can be, right? Because if is life attached to body, right? Like, are, do we need body in order to be alive? And I don't know. Spirits have corporeal forms in this universe. I, I don't know. Like the the spirit realm. Like I don't think I I don't think that Iroh can walk out of the spirit realm through the portal. That and, might be true. And be present. And so I I don't think that it is the same kind of life that the rest of our characters have. I mean, he seems to be loving it just fine, but. Uh, yeah, it's an that is an interesting question, Trevor. What what do you think? Well, you know, I guess I am technically in a profession that does say it believes in eternal life. So I guess you know, uh, at, at risk of at risk of people <laughs> on the ordination boards like listening in, <laughs> you know, like yes, of course, life can exist in in the spiritual form. Um, but I, I think I think you're kind of right, especially with like reimagining like what we think of life and and. I guess that's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> like, I'm like, yes. And I, and from that point, it just becomes very like mysticism for me. Uh, kind of in this, and, and kind of in the yeah. same way of like, what does it mean to be truly alive? You know, is it just our heart beating and our vitals, uh, you know, being sh showing signs of life, or is it the our consciousness, our ability to perceive the world and and to imagine? Um, I, I'm kind of in the camp where I think it's kind of a paradoxical. Uh, combination of the two you know oh, kind of like kind of like you yeah. know just in the same way you know we believe jesus is both human and divine and everybody's like how can you believe i was like i mean make it makes about much paradoxical sense than everything else in the universe um and so i i think that that that, that tension uh between uh uh you know body and soul kind of remains uh uh even in this a spirit existence and so i guess i guess that's where you know if it's a non-dualistic spirit you know spiritual existence i, I would be uh you know I, I would be open to like a yeah life can have a different form yeah it also reminds me of the concept of just because it isn't like just because it's in our head doesn't mean it's not real mm. Mm -hmm. and I, I think that this is a, like i'm not saying this is all happening that's a quote time. from like a famous book right <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah by a turf um but i think it's an interesting concept to think about in this situation because you know even if the spirit world and the interactions with iroh are solely in Korra, and that's solely a Korra capacity because she's the avatar and has access to that then you know, mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean it's not real, mm -hmm. right? And so there's this, there's this like liminal space that we're kind of to define that is undefinable, mm -hmm. and I think that's the crux of the of the problem. Well, and, and I might and I might pose <laughs> the the of course philosophical question of since there is now a doorway 
uh, a, a entrance to directly between the two worlds. Is there actually two separate worlds, you know, because like the spirits are traveling yeah. freely, you know, and people can go back and forth. So like, is it, is it, you know, so. Or my favorite version of that paradox is how many holes are in a straw? <laughs> one. Is it one hole? One hole. From both ends, just no, straight no. through. Yeah, yes. Some it's people would wrong. argue that it's two. I and they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same people that argue that a sandwich is a hot dog. What if a sandwich, a hot, a hot dog is a sandwich? No, you see, you're. What if there? Is, but but what dog. if there is no straw? Whoa! <laughs> Listen, if there is no straw, then water is wet. So, what if the straw is really a simulation? <laughs> water is not wet. Inception. <laughs> other moments of life in this episode that we want to lift up i have one that's oh good i asked you so you should say <laughs> it fairly problematic uh i'm concerned about this moment near the end of the episode where tenzin let one we should acknowledge how much of a boss oh, tenzin absolutely. is in this episode i love the moment where he's like you don't have a choice and he's like yes i do and then, Wham! Wham! every time i'm like that's potent on so many levels <laughs> we do have choices it's not always just one option and he's really good at fighting <laughs> yeah i mean at one point he's like successfully taking on three of the red lotus who we have seen dominate all the way of the season until now right and tenzin's taking on three of them doing well and then plea is you know gets in the way and ruins it for tenzin but it's fascinating to me to just just honor the the mastery of what it means to truly be a master of an air an air you know, airbending master. That's, mm. that's the language I was looking for. <laughs> but the reason I lift this up is once Tenzin is defeated, he says, "I will never give up." Or something along those lines. I, not until I take my last breath or something. There's still breath. breath in my lungs. Yeah, as long as there's still breath in my lungs, I'll never give up. And this won't be over. Yeah, and, and Zaheer, they are powerful enough to where at this point could have restrained Tenzin. Well, in this way, they could have, he could have done the same thing that he did to the Earth Queen at this point. He could have killed Tenzin, right? Sure, but he also this is. I think this is my point, though. This is this like the sanctity of life conversation here. It is rather than restraining Tenzin, because they had the capacity to do that, they could have easily restrained him, made it so that he couldn't bend, put him in a position to where they like that was not an option, and then made it so that he was not having to fight back. But instead. They continue to beat him to a pulp and, you know, venture off screen as they start beating him and torturing him until he is literally beaten to the point of restraint. And so I guess my question is in in the why. Why did they choose to beat him senseless instead of restraining him in this moment? And I'm, I'm really curious about y'all's thoughts. I think because the it would have to be holistic. You know, it couldn't just be, you know, they, they were fighting. They they were trying to uh, uh, take not just, you know, especially if we're talking about, like, the paradox that is life. Um, you know, it wouldn't be enough to just, you know, restrain him and be like, oh, I'm beat. You know, there is breath in my lungs. No, like, to truly dominate him, to truly beat him um, to the point where he, like, realizes it. 
uh, I feel like they have to, you know, physically do it, you know, and, and make it body and soul uh, that they are uh, beating because they know that that's, you know, the the to truly take his life, it would require that, you know, mm. um, to truly make him dead, um, which, you know, at this point, we don't, you know, that's kind of where we're being led to believe at least. <laughs> yeah. So like going to like def- de- taking his, not only defeating him, physically but defeating him like mentally emotionally spiritually exactly well. you know it's like this it's all happening together not just beating him but you know beating him yeah i just i think this is this is my problem this is one of my problems with the red lotus uh in that it i like there are so many times where i really am like they're they're doing they have such a good idea i like it i like where they're going mm-hmm. And then they do this, and I'm just really upset because this is so outside of what I I want the ethics to be for driving for a better world. Yeah. It's that they do things like this that are unethical, mm-hmm. like yeah. entirely unethical. Well, like, well, and I think it goes back to you know Zahir with his like untetheredness. You know, in, in a sense, he's he's fighting Tenzin, saying, "Let go. Why are you still holding on? What do you like? Look at the look at the." rational like look at your situation now there's no hope you're not going to be able to win like let just let go like what are you holding on to and, and Tenzin and let go exactly you know like why, why are you holding on to the to, to any of this and, and Tenzin's saying like basically you know I'm alive I'm holding on you know because I'm alive you know and like that seems to be something you forgot almost you know like he just because the here just can't comprehend you know why someone would still be standing you know, despite the what the data shows, what the uh, you know what's making <laughs> rational sense, uh, like he he's yeah. you know not willing uh, to to entertain that idea. And Tenzin's just like you're you're missing the whole thing. The reason I'm standing is because I am alive, and as long as I'm alive, you know I'm still yeah. gonna fight. Oh, okay. Are there other moments that we want to venture to um, that we haven't lifted up yet regarding the the lens of life? Kai doesn't die. Kaya and yeah. Yumi don't no. die. Kai. Oh, and Kai. Yeah. Kai, 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 die. Kai lives yeah. quite literally. Well, brought back to life by a, by our, a pet. And I think that's Well, and I, and I think it's interesting yeah. with Kai because I feel like this is the first significant time we've seen him like do something so selfless. You know, like being like, I'm going to go distract them. And he, here he was like having when we first met him was like trying to steal their shit, <laughs> you know, like, like, yeah. you know, who was like, literally, <laughs> and like his view of life is like, I have to get by. I, I, I you know, I just got to, you know, got, uh, take care of me and like ma- meet my basic needs. because That's the only life I can imagine right now. Uh, and here we are seeing him having been in a community and making all these new relationships being like, you know, what, I see what life is really about. Um, I, I see, I see a new yeah. life and it's a life where, you know, my, the people I love are able to, to flourish. Um, and he makes that choice. Uh, and yeah. And again, I think it comes down to his imagination, what mm-hmm. he can see as possible. Yeah. Right. And when he was in that state, as you were saying, like, this is the only thing I can do to stay alive and kind of life being alive kind of yeah. sucks. So this is, this is it. But when he's living in community with a bunch of people that are bonding and growing and connecting the imagination shifts to what could be. And I think that that allows for 
greater sense of compassion, a greater sense of kindness, a greater sense of valuing life, not only in yourself, mm-hmm. but in others. Oh, there's so much data out there that supports when you're in community, the, the positive benefits that mm-hmm. it has on so many different facets of, of the way that you get to navigate the world around you. Um, and so I just, I'm Kai, Kai's growing mm-hmm. up and we like to see it. Yeah. So for, for me, the kind of takeaway here is how do we cultivate a greater depth of our imagination? How do we cultivate more, more hope so that the way that we live better captures what we want life to be? Yeah. Right? Is that the question? Is that the right question to ask? One literal way to do it is to practice gratitude. Mm-hmm. We know that. Yeah. We know that's that. That's why we true, do it on the right? show for that mm-hmm. exact purpose. Yeah. Um, and that's not to be like, always look at the bright side and here's a nice little silver lining. But always it, there is data the out there that supports that when you life. spend time, hey, I'm grateful for this today. And you do that every single day, that it slowly changes your outlook and your ability mm-hmm. to navigate the world around you and uh, your ability to be hopeful and the impact that that has. And so that is a very literal way um, to, to do start that mm-hmm. process. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of data around a lot of other, other practices too. And I think that's honestly what makes religion so appealing is that for a lot of people, it, that's the community. It creates not just a community, but also it creates a vision of what could be mm. right. It, it gives us like this idea of heaven, mm-hmm. so to speak for Christian believers is that there's a heaven some way, somehow, some, somewhere that we can we can get to or achieve whether it be here on earth or in another realm that is better and that we can get there and that there's a way to get there and i think that that is really compelling for a lot of people oh absolutely as long as we're not dehumanizing others in the process yeah like gatekeeping heaven <laughs> for right. instance exactly right <laughs> uh yeah like saint peter at this pearly gates no no pearly gates no <laughs> Uh, Trevor, please speak us down. No, yeah. Um, no, I, I totally agree. I, I think from a, uh, at least from, a, you know, my seminary uh, background and uh, uh, Christian background, uh, I might also just add that, and, and I will say that majority of Christians don't believe this, so I might get called a heretic, God forbid. Um, but like, <laughs> but there's a sense and also like, you know, the, the heaven that we can imagine um, even if you look in like scripture with like the end of revelation, uh, there's this sort of like new heaven and new earth, you know? And so it's not just like a sort of like dualistic, uh, idealistic, you know, aesthetic hope, but this sort of, uh, uh, reality that's, you know, in the here and now that's in the, the, uh, uh, creation as we know it, where people's needs are met, where people are living in, uh, community together and flourishing and uh, having that hope, you know, because you can take a kind of a nihilist of, oh, well, nothing matters. And, um, oh, like, uh, you know, uh, the happiness is let go. Your yeah. Let go your <laughs> earthly tether, you know, uh, happiness, you know, like we just need to figure out how to be happy uh, uh, ourselves and uh, without any sort of like responsibility to, you know, help one another, especially like those on the margins. Um, and so I think like 
I think that being able to imagine, you know, is so important, not just like as a separate place, you know, uh, where we go, which is ultimate hope that like heaven and earth will be like, you know, brought together, at least in the Christian tradition, but seeing that uh, heaven is in a sense attainable now, like we are witnessing the world become heaven, you know, and because the world is good. It's interesting that we're, we've. I know we've joked like oh, your earthly tether seven t- uh, several times in an episode where he has not said that. Um, <laughs> but it just is, wait next episode. Right, next episode right. <laughs> um, but it, but we do see the kind of the two bookends of that. Like what happens when you numb yourself so much that you're willing to cause harm, and what happens when you are so attached that you are willing to stay in a burning building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. so when we're talking about speaking truth to the binary. Um, like let's live in the gray area mm-hmm. between those two those two worlds, right? Like Yeah, interesting concept for sure. Um, life should be in the mm-hmm. middle. Yeah. Yeah. And and I I think uh, you know, regardless of anyone's beliefs of who's listening, I think one of the the things that I'm taking away being someone who's not a part mm-hmm. of the Christian tradition is again re-envisioning that like heaven whatever it that may be, let's assume that that is just a a greater better world that we have the capacity mm-hmm. to achieve for me it is a practice yes not a promise absolutely right it is a practice not a promise which means we need to start doing the things that we want in order to achieve the things that we want we can't it just it won't just happen mm-hmm. for for not doing anything we have to make it happen and so for me i'm hearing again just this call to find ways to nurture and cultivate hope find ways to nurture and cultivate a deeper vision of what is best for the world and use discernment because Zahir is clearly trying to do what he thinks is best for the world, but the, <laughs> the means of getting there are not necessarily great too. So there's just a lot going on. All right. Well, we have had a really lovely exhaustive conversation about life and we solved all of life's problems so sad. i don't know if we made a five <laughs> minutes oh man but no good conversation yeah. loved it and yeah knowing that we can't solve the problems what we're going to do is we're going to take a short break and we're going to come right back with our final few seconds straight into tweet and law what what pushed us and what pulled us in and out of this episode mm. super excited yeah well moment for me that i really loved is zuko 
um, speaking to Cora and saying, I would love to be counsel for you if you want it. Um, I, I think so often. And not we, assuming. And right? like, which is why I just, so often we don't voice the things that we really want, whether it's because we think we're going to jinx it or we think we're going to like um, make it not happen or that we're going to be off putting by lifting up the things that we want in life. And so we, what we end up doing is not setting boundaries or not um, letting people know what brings us joy so that they can share in that. And I, I really like that this, cause he just seems so genuine and like wholesome in this moment yeah. and says, just like I was once, counsel for Aang and I, I would love to be yours and I think that we don't do that enough mm. and I don't do that enough and so mm. I really I love that moment that pulls me in I love that what about for y'all yeah the the thing that pulls me in actually is I'm just enthralled by by Tenzin this whole episode it's he's so talented he's so talented like it's just like the the fighting is exceptional we've talked about this before this season even but like just the choreography, the just the mastery of, the, and I think this is what's really interesting for me is watching Tenzin and Zaheer fight. If Zaheer was better than Tenzin, I would have rioted, right? I, because that's just it's it had to take the other so unrealistic, in. right? And you know, thankfully that was not the case. Like Tenzin was clearly more effective than three of them combined, and so I was just again, I was just like pulling and like get like getting antsy in my seat and like. Yeah, and like cheering for Tenzin because like get him. Um, so I was just it really kept me engaged, and I just really loved that. So I was I was definitely pulled in by by all of that for sure. What about you? Trevor? Yeah, well, so I was gonna say Tenzin, um, but it's okay. I have a secondary. Um, definitely Kai. Um, I think uh, especially kind of after Tenzin, it almost seems like he like is emulating Tenzin's selfless example. Um, and, and also just knowing that like, mm. this is like where Kai has been, uh, the kind of character arc that has happened with him. Like, this is kind of like, he, he, he can finally choose, uh, what is right and finally does. Um, and, uh, thankfully isn't, you know, like lose his life as a result of it, you know, cause at the end, you know, he's alive. So, um, uh, that, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Thank goodness. They're doing the good thing does work, you know, um, so uh, I, I think he uh, uh, that that's probably what drew me in. I love it. What about what pushed you away? I'm curious what what were the, what was the thing that you were like? Eh, I didn't love uh, that. So definitely Zuko's answer. Um, it's like and and I get that's just probably a me thing because I'm like someone who just like hates con- like tensions and hates unresolved tensions. You know of like you know and and indirect answers i'm a very like give me like bullet point one two and three of what i need to do and just you know i need some certainty right now (laughs) you know i didn't go to the spirit world to get advice for this you know um and 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 so but i get that that's probably intentional um and 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 i've always been (laughs) the type of person who's been aware of like uh, being, I need to be probably a little more okay with uncertainty, um, because that's, yeah. believe it or not, that's life. <laughs> so, yeah, that's life. <laughs> so we're talking about life. That's life. <sighs> wow, sunshine. What about you? I want to know who's driving the airship. <laughs> Plea is hanging so- out in the in the center, so that Plea can keep an eye on everybody down in and shoot them with the combustion eye. Uh-huh. And the other three are fighting. So how is this airship? Wow, yeah, floating exactly where it needs to be, so that Plea can pot shot kids 
You're right. You're right. I, I didn't even think of that. Wow. Who's what? driving it? I'm just, maybe they threatened somebody along the way to like, if you don't drive this exactly They're... right. Well, you think they stopped at a gas station and pulled and paid, got some pork rinds and then like yeah. threw someone into the ship it, with them? They're willing to threaten an entire air nation. <laughs> maybe they're willing to threaten somebody who can pilot Maybe airship. Maybe it's like the, uh, you know, on Monty Python, Quest for Holy Girl, when it's like, sir, Mr. No Name, you know, like how there's like, you know, one of the official <laughs> knights, but like, he's just like, has no name and you never see his face. Maybe there's just this like, you know there's just like like a fifth member uh who's just like yep i am also part of this group uh i just drive the blimp (laughs) yeah they just went and found they just you know got iway out of the i was about to say they're weakened they're weakened at bernie in the the ship (laughs) oh dear okay well yeah i i definitely had that question too so i appreciate you bringing that to our attention yeah the thing that that pushed me away most, I think, I, I already mentioned. I just really didn't like how the Red Lotus just went went after Tenzin. When I just like I'm like, y'all clearly have him beat. Just just capture. Mm-hmm. You don't need to destroy him. It's just like, ugh, I just that left me feeling like super mm-hmm. grody. I didn't love it. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Well, let's jump into our devotion. Element okay. of water. What is something you're going to do in regards to life and the element of water that you want to focus on this week or this upcoming week um, to, to just make, make, make life, life better? better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, take life. Make it a little bit better. I, I'm going to take add a, little, a, add a little spice. A potentially overused but also always necessary answer to this. Don't you do it. I have been waking up in the middle of the night mm. parched and wow. I haven't been, I, I really have been thinking about it and reflecting on how I'm not drinking enough water and I'm walking more and exercising more. And I think the same amount of water that I was doing before that means that I'm like, I'm not allowed to, to live the way that I wanted to and not drink more water. So I, mine's a simple, but I think, still impactful answer is that i'm gonna focus on drinking more water (laughs) and i think that's really important for me right now and so that's what i'm gonna be focusing on i need to support you in this and so i'm really proud of you for picking that thing (laughs) and doing that for yourself oh sunshine i'm so Mm -hmm. grateful for your support (laughs) totally don't think you phoned in that answer at all listen we all had the same amount of time to think this is what i came up with (laughs) you're doing so good i'm proud of you i appreciate your judgment trevor (laughs) What's an intention that you want to Yeah, set? so I guess uh, I'm not very good at change, um, but I know, like, water is, uh, and it's able to change direction pretty well. Um, and, uh, you know, I've been going through a lot of life changes lately, uh, which I won't get into, um, mainly because we don't have the time, <laughs> uh, just, like, in my own life and stuff. <laughs> and, and, you know, there's a sense where I'm just realizing, wow, so this is what life is about. This is what everybody's been talking about, all these changes. And so, yeah. you know, just being able to be more like water, you know, be a little more uh, fluid and ability to like go with the changing currents, um, even if it's, you know, not where I, I expected. I think that's super important. Yeah. You got to go where like, exactly. Right? You know, you just, you, you're sitting on the, on the tube and you're along for the ride, you know? <laughs> and we and we resist by we're yeah. Pull on this and sure, no! there may no! be some rapids and maybe even a waterfall, but you'll probably survive. 
<laughs> yeah. I've lifeguarded enough lazy rivers to see a variation of that happen before. <laughs> no, stop the river! Stop the river! I, I can't do that. Turn it off! I can't do that. Turn it off! As uh, much as we would like to. Oh, wow. Um, I think mine's kind of... Mine was kind of written for me and is somewhat easy as we think about the, how water has the ability to be a place where community mm. gathers, um, whether it's pools or lakes or oceans, the beach, or literal water cooler areas, you know, water for, for, talk. for Ben as he's getting hydrated. Um, and so I'm, one of the things I'm doing is uh, – me and my wedding party and uh, fiance and, and friends, uh, we're all going to the beach uh, and, and having a weekend there. And so um, I think for me, just to be able to engage in that community is something that I have been missing recently and I'm excited to get back to it. And so that's going to be mine. It's just to enjoy that moment and don't get sidetracked into work or anything else that might be there and, and just mm. really be allowed to, to embrace that moment yeah. um, in that place. I really phoned it in, for sure. For you sure. did. Mine was thoughtful. <laughs> Yours. Super thoughtful. Phoned in. Yeah. And gratitude. Who gratitude. are you grateful for? Because <laughs> it's not Ben right now. Oh. <laughs> I'm always grateful for you, bud. I'm but not in this episode, you. because you weren't yeah. in it. So yeah. who are we grateful for? It's Trevor. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for, uh, in addition to friends like Ben, uh, just being in a good uh, community and, and uh, uh uh, really just intentional uh, place with a lot of great friends to uh, build me up. So I love it. I love it. So is there a character on the show that you are like, this character deserves all the gratitude? Hmm. I mean, I feel like Milo always, like, regardless of situation, deserves the gratitude. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's like sure. that. If, and right. if anything, you know, the the person that can make you laugh. I mean, that's just that's especially in times that are going on. Um, but I, I would probably say, uh, I'd, I'd probably say say Kai again. Um, you know, because like also very, yeah. uh, I like seeing redemption arcs. I like seeing you know, growth arcs. Cause they give me, a, yeah, it gives me hope for my own it's sake. So like my own self. I was like, Oh wow. <laughs> I mean, it is possible. <laughs> you know, like I can self improve. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Sunshine. What about you? Who are you grateful for? Besides me? <laughs> of course you. Um, I think I want to go. I think I want to go with, um, it's on the tip of my tongue. Who am I picking? I don't. I don't know. I know. Us. I'm. I'm thinking. It's. I had it, and then I lost it, and then I am um, landing on. I think I'm going to land on Tenzin. Oh, no, good answer. It is, and I. We've talked a lot, and we, he gets our gratitude in several episodes of Korra, but um, everything he is doing is is for the benefit of his community. Like it's very other centered. And right? I, and I, and I really love that. Yeah. And he's a pacifist. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. That's, um, that's clearly trained. Like, and this is clearly one of those things where it's just like every, he, everything he could have done to avoid that was done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, exactly. And then it was, now I need to stand up and do what I need to mm-hmm. do. And I very grateful for, for tens in this episode. Yeah. And then poor Pema, who's just like, she didn't ask for any nope. of this. Nope, sure did. Four airbending children and <laughs> and yeah. and all of the the past three years of conflict. Yeah, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go meta for mine. Uh, and and by meta I mean I'm just gonna choose multiple people. Um, I, I briefly since it was already mentioned, I just want to be shout out to Bo Lin, who I'm very rarely grateful for. <laughs> oh yeah, it's good. To, it's good to lift up. <laughs> if you have a chance to be grateful for Bo Lin or Mako, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's always good to jump on it's, that opportunity. They don't come around very often. You brought it up where Bo Lin like tried to talk his grandmother into like, Hey, we, we got to go. Here's why home is where the heart is. Home is where we are. And she's like, not. Nah. And he's like, all right, fine. And he just, he, he hey, Sam wised her. And I'm, you know, <laughs> yeah, there, this, right. this is a very like complex decision, but I think it's the right decision because it's prioritizing life <laughs> over, over this building. And I, I'm just really grateful that he made that decision. My second one. It also seems like Grandma's like actually pretty okay with living. Yeah, she's like, like it's our home now. Jumps right in later on in the episode. Very quickly is like, all right, just let me get the picture. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just that is a tough place to be in, and I'm just I'm grateful that this is the choice that was made. The second thing is I want to be grateful for for Boomy and Kaya in particular, who as soon as Tenzin said, "Y'all get out, Kaya, Boomy, help me take these two on." Some of the more most powerful benders that we've seen to date in in <laughs> in history in canon, right? In canon, yeah. And Boomy, who's yeah. been bending for all of you know a month. Like, are we really saying Boomy's like, the best student sure. out of all those other? <laughs> I'm saying like I, like okay, I understand not picking Janora because you know not wanting your own child, not to wanting your child to fight the Red Lotus. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm just like. I just yeah, don't and this know man, if Boomy was And this man right has, choice. like, proven to be notoriously, like, bad at things, <laughs> you know? Like. Yeah. It's just, it, but I also, the reason I'm grateful is he just, yeah. no questions asked, steps up, and is willing to fight way yeah. out of his league. And does a pretty decent job, all things considered, right? He clearly has combat mm -hmm. experience, but in a very different capacity. And it's just really interesting to me that Kaya and Boomy are just so willing and so competent, mm -hmm. right? You know, Kaya in her own right is a waterbending master, and Boomy is just in this... I, I, Boomy's... I just don't get it. Like, I, I'm, I'm curious. Maybe it was just a... It was obviously a quick <laughs> thought, but... I have questions and I'm also grateful. That's that's okay. I'm done. <laughs> well, y'all thank you so much for a wonderful episode. Trevor, where, where can people find you? What is, what is something they can, and tell us about some of the things you're yeah, working on. What are on. you working on? What, what's the stuff that the people can, can do to, to get. Yeah. So done? you can definitely find me on Twitter, uh, at, uh, Trev underscore Warren. Uh, I tweet a lot, a lot of snarky things. So please go on there and like them because it I makes me want to keep yeah. doing them. Uh, and you can also, I do a lot of uh, freelance uh, uh, video uh, production uh, and graphic design work. So you can actually learn more about that. Uh, go into my website, Rabbit Hole Productions, uh, which is the rabbitholeprod.com. So love, would love to uh people to check that out and uh if you got any projects hit me up i'll uh i'll uh, ma i'll make y'all yeah. some cool cinematic videos or something yeah 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 trevor if you tweeted us we will retweet that that oh my god thank you thank goodness i only have like 300 followers on twitter so this is this i, I, oh, do, I you no this, do you think this do you think this do you think this will be my big break i feel like this will be my breakthrough <laughs> you know if i retweet <laughs> you know i 
I I sincerely hope uh, you it know is. I don't think it will be. <laughs> and, and and if you want, you can go follow B and B underscore Pod so you can see that retweet of yeah, everybody. So B and B underscore Pod wherever you are checking out our social medias, uh, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter, a Patreon, and we have a Patreon. If you want to join uh, to our Patreon, as little as a dollar a month could get you a free live episode, some bonus content, um, hang out with with ben and me a little bit more uh if that is something you dare want to do um but y'all trevor thank you so much for joining us uh really enjoyed our conversation i'm sunshine mayfield i'm ben pruitt and this has been bending not breaking thank you for listening